Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us here on the daily podcast. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's been giving us shout-outs on Instagram as well. If this has been a blessing to you, if it's encouraged you, please uh, hook it up. This uh, this last week, we had the privilege of being on the road with Pastor Rodney in Canada on his 300 city tours. For those of you who may be unfamiliar, um, our pastor, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, has been on this 300 city tour since last year sometime, and he's uh, 120 cities in and it's going to be 300 by the end of 2020. So one night, Holy Ghost and fire rallies where he ignites people um, and, and mobilizes them for the harvest. And so my wife, Krista, and I were uh, able to go on the road this time. We're going to go on the next trip as well, but able to go on the road and um, be a part of that, be a part of the team and help facilitate that. But I want to cover with you some practical things and some, uh, some of our experience there. So we'll call, that, call this one That Road Life. But a couple things that I learned, you know, we were in a different church um, every night. So it was six nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, six different cities, different pastors. And really one of the biggest things that um, was pretty amazing to me was uh, just what the pastor's demeanor and what the pastor's hunger does for the meeting. You know, not to take away from anybody, but there were definitely pastors who came in hungry and thirsty and were the ones getting touched more than anybody else. And those really were the nights where the people um, uh, received the most. It seemed like the Lord was able to move the most. And then the pastors that were the least receptive were the ones, uh, were the churches where it felt the most dry. It's crazy to think that, you know, you could be in a Dr. Rodney Howard Brown meeting and it's almost like he calls it plowing, but it's like, you know, it's man, it's tough going here. And then at the end, it can break open a bit. But you know Pastor Rodney's bringing his A game every time. If you've seen him minister, he's not coming in slouchy. You know, he's not a lazy minister. He's coming in ready to go. The anointing's ready to move. But it's really up to the hearts of the people. The hunger of the pastor shows really is inputted. That's a pastor's job. He's inputting. When In sales, we would say that sales is just a transfer of emotion. As a salesman, you're sales is influence. So you're influencing them to make a decision, but it's no different in pastoring. When someone's pastoring the flock, they're influencing them. So if they're hungry, genuinely hungry for a touch from God, genuinely hungry to see revival, genuinely hungry to see the harvest reaped, that's going to be represented in their people. And so it's all the difference. You as a, a future minister need to keep that in mind that your hunger is the most important thing. If you get to a place where you're stagnant and yeah, I'm in these meetings, but there's not a cry on the inside of you for the things of God, that's something that has to be cultivated. And you have to determine, like for some people there, it's easy just to make a lifetime decision. For me, I find it easy. If, if, you're, if you make a decision, I'm gonna be hungry for the things of God for the rest of my life. I'm never gonna stop crying out. I'm never gonna stop losing my hunger. As a minister, when I go in, I'm gonna be the hungriest person in the building. That's a decision that you make and you make to be a person who seeks the presence of God. There'll never be a time where you've got enough anointing, where you don't have to wait on the Lord, where you don't have to be, Pastor always says we minister out of an overflow, so you stay filled up so that you can pour out. But the, your desire and your hunger for the things of God makes all the difference. And your church, one of the pastors that I spoke to, he had a church that was so organized. The ushers all had, man, there was like night and day differences. There was this church that was so organized. All the ushers were wearing the same thing. They all had headsets. They all knew what was going on. 
everything perfectly put together. There was a venue where I had to recruit ushers, a couple of them churches where I had to actually recruit an usher, just see someone in the crowd who looks like they could handle it, recruit them, train them, put them in their position and do everything. Where uh, he said to me, the gentleman uh, at the church was very organized. He said, your church is a reflection of you. If you've been pastoring for five years and you're not happy with your church, you're seeing yourself. And so kind of, I asked him if he had learned that before pastoring or after, and he smiled and laughed and he said after, but uh, you, you're, whatever you're doing, your work, if you're not happy, if you own a company, if you uh, have a church in the future, keep that in mind. Your church is a reflection of you. If you're lazy, your church is going to be lazy. If you're unorganized, your church will be unorganized. Choose to work on the things. I heard in, there's a saying in sales, work on your strengths and, and make sure you and work on your weaknesses so they're not liabilities. You focus on your strengths, but work on your weaknesses enough so they're not a liability. Um, the next thing I learned is to make time for what matters. You know, when your schedule changes, and for us it was in bed by midnight, up by 6, 6.30, go all day, um, you still choose to make time for what matters. It would have been easy to make an excuse and say, well, I'm on the road, I'm in a church service every night, so I don't need to be in the Word. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you still don't have a, a time where you're in the Word every day, you know, that's, that's a reflection of your commitment to the things of God. And I say that with, with just because I want your benefit, but we're born again by the word. How, how dare we believe that we can live and go a day or two days or three days and not crack open a Bible? Oh, I'm in Bible school. I'm getting the word every day. But, but don't be a minimum person. I could have easily said, man, I've gone through Bible school. I'm full-time in the ministry. I'm an associate pastor now. I'm traveling with Dr. Rodney. I don't need to be in the Word. But I still made a choice every morning or sometime when I had downtime, if we were flying in between cities. I'm making time for the Word of God. It's important. You know, the devil will try and make it that if, if he sees that the moment your schedule gets messed up, you're not sticking to what you've committed to, time in prayer, time in praise, time in the Word, He'll make sure that there's stuff always going on in your life. If that's the first thing that you back off of, man, it's funny how people, I talk about Instagram a lot, but people will find time to be on Instagram. How about every time you go to open your phone and do Instagram, just half the time, just read the Word of God and put the Word of God in your spirit. Man, how much, it's these little things that count. It's the people who do 50 push-ups instead of 40 every time that over a course of months and years see the big difference. So make time for what matters. There were some conversations that we had, and I won't go too much in detail, but from one of the pastors, and he was talking about a man of God that they served when they were younger and and how there were people, and I won't mention names, but there were people who... Uh, just disrespected people who, if I mention their name, you will know them. Great men and women of God have gone, been on, uh, gone on to be with the Lord, but, but were n- never really honored like they should be. And this wasn't Pastor Rodney saying, oh, I need to be honored. I'm the man of God. But there's an, another pastor just saying, hey, we serve this great man of God. And they were in these meetings given a second row seat and they weren't invited to lunch and, and just treated. They, hey, he came and, uh, came and preached in this area and they sent him on a bus, right? And the ministry could afford to send him on a first class or, or, or charter a plane, but they sent him on a bus. Things of, of just dishonor. I truly believe that when you decide to honor the man and woman of God, because they're sent for your good, there's a scripture that I really like, but if when you choose to honor the man and woman of God, that God looks at that and says, you're honoring them because they've honored him. You know, men and women of God are there for your benefit. The Bible actually truly says that, that God gives ministers for the benefit of 
believers. But as a believer, when you decide, hey, I'm going to be a person who honors the man or the woman of God, my pastor, the evangelist that comes through town, anyone who has an anointing who's called by God to preach the gospel, to honor them, honor them with money by, by, by giving, honor them by going out of my way to say thank you, by going over and above, by, hey, if they come in town and they're preaching, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a, a, something ready for them, some snacks and things before, and I'm going to find out what they like. Being someone who honors the man of God, that's something that's a reflection on your love for God. You know, the, the, the devil would love to keep that person almost tormented by those around him uh, because there's no respect. Oh, you know, we don't, it's not like you praise the person because we know that God gets all the glory, but this is someone who's dedicated their life for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23, it says, let, therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Um, that When he says all things are yours, he says all things are given by God for your benefit. That's what it means. So I'm going to read this in that context. It says, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. So he's saying all of those are given for your benefit. So God's saying here, hey, don't glory in men. Don't take sides. But hey, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. He says, stop with that because ministers have been given for your benefit. Hey, Paul, God gave Paul for the benefit of the body of Christ. God gave Apollos, let's put it in today's terms. God gave Pastor Rodney for the benefit of the body of Christ. God gave uh, um, Oral Roberts when he was alive for the benefit of the body of Christ. God gave Jonathan Shuttlesworth for the benefit of the body of Christ. And then it says, and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. We're given for the benefit of Christ and Christ is given for the benefit of God. And ultimately we belong to God. But this is this for me was kind of a an eye-opening verse when I read it because it talked, I, I believe it's important that we honor the man of God, but I think as ministers, one of the things that we have to be careful, be careful of is looking like we, comparison can come in very easily, but being weary, being watchful that you don't let comparison come in where, man, I, I want the Lord to touch me so I can have this anointing that no one else has. I can be separated from the crowd. You know, when we think of things, it's almost like, I want God to promote me so I can be above the crowd. I want, I want to stand out. I want, I want to be able to like be above the, appear different than the rest. I want to be excelling. And it's good to honor God and be giving 100%. But you know, as a minister, that, that word minister is actually the word servant. So what, what people have a picture of in their head is like this triangle with the minister at the head and then all the people underneath them, and they're looking up at the minister. But that's really not how it is. In the body of Christ, Christ Jesus is the head. There's the, the, the body of Christ, and then the ministers are those who undergird them. So if you can imagine it in like a triangle, it'd be Christ at the head, the body of Christ, and the ministers below helping to lift them up. The ministers are there are given by God to the church to help build them up in faith. And so as a minister, yes, as, as people, we, we honor the man of God, but as a minister, the, the motivation of our heart is that we're not here trying to separate ourselves, get promoted while no one else gets promoted so we can uh, have our ministry be approved. Ultimately, it's did we serve the people? Did we serve God by serving the people? God wants us to have a heart of service where we're here. Paul knew what was going on. He said, I'm here for your good. I'm here for your benefit. Um, so that was one of the things I learned was honor the man of God. Uh, and then also one of the things that, and this wasn't really on the trip, but just uh, speaking of men of God, 
you know, there's, there comes a point, a lot of people want to be friends. Hey, I'd love to be close friends with this man of God. But really, that's uh, familiarity isn't a good thing in a relationship. Pastor Rodney isn't walking around with friends. And he has a few friends in the ministry, but he's not like trying to be friends with people at his church. It's not my job to be friends with Pastor Rodney. I'm not Pastor Rodney's friend. He's my pastor. I honor him as a man of God. There needs to be a distance there. He can speak into my life anytime you want, but there's a there's a respect for him. I'm not looking to be friends with Jonathan Shuttlesworth. We're not trying to be best buddies. I need to receive from his ministry. Too many people, they want to get close and like, oh, he's become one of my best friends. That's really not how it's supposed to be. God hasn't set people in the church so you can be friends with them. He set ministries, ministers in the church so that we can receive from them. Too many people get too close and then there's a familiarity that comes and then they can't receive. So a little side note, little uh, FYI, these ministers that come through, you shouldn't be texting them on their phone all the time. Yo, what's up, man? You shouldn't be giving them a pound when they come through the front door. Like you need to respect who they are. They're men and women of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. And then um, uh, a sad thing that I learned is don't sleep through life. We, uh, when we went up there, I knew there was a chance that we would see the northern lights. And um, my wife and I went to sleep the one night, and Pastor Raymond came and knocked on the door and said, Hey, look outside your window. There's the northern lights. And so we, I hopped out of bed. I looked out. I didn't really see, I saw some faint light. I didn't understand how the northern lights work, but everyone was on the balcony of this uh, home that we were staying at, and they were watching the northern lights. And I just said, oh, I don't see anything. I'm going back to bed. And I went back to bed. But apparently for the next hour, there was this amazing, amazing northern lights show where it like turned green and there were streaks of light all the way through. I didn't know it kind of like it was this living thing. I thought it was just like, hey, it was either there or it wasn't. And so we slept through it. So there's always, I guess, next time. But um, don't, don't, many people have God's, I'm going to turn this into a spiritual analogy here. You're in Bible school and you're sleeping through Bible school and you're missing what God's trying to do in your life. So don't be like myself and sleep through the Northern Lights. And then the last thing was, uh, well, the second last thing was follow the Holy Ghost. Man, I, I, in Bible school and in spiritual training, I believe learning to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is our helper. Learning to be sensitive to His voice and His leading. He really wants to help you in everything. He wants to help you in your marriage. He wants to help you in dating. He wants to help you in your ministry of helps, in your business. He'll show you which way to go. So so leaning into Him and, and when the time comes, Holy Ghost, I need your help. Can you show me? Because there were situations, man, I got a new appreciation for people who do special seating of, of people coming up wanting seating and then having to be nice to people, a guy with a shofar that I had to go over and say, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, there's no shofar blowing in these meetings and just learning how to uh, do things tactfully. But even the direction of the Lord where someone comes to me for a seat and says, hey, can I have a seat? I'm a pastor. And then I just say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And I can just tell by their attitude that they're not going to be, because they were so forceful about having a seat, they're not going to be the right one to get a seat. A person who comes in like demanding their rights is not someone who's going to easily receive from the Lord. And so learning to flow with the Holy Ghost. If you're in Bible school, or really wherever you are in your life, learn, ask the Holy Ghost in your day-to-day walk. Help me with this. Show me. The Holy Ghost will give you insight in the way to do things. He wants to be your helper in every single part of your life. And then the next thing that I learned on, uh, on that road life is black bear is delicious. We got a chance to eat black bear with uh, Grand Chief Matthew 
couldn't come and his wife Marianne couldn't come and their family and it was awesome uh, black bear tongue as well which is pretty crazy it's very rich but delicious if you have the chance um, please avail yourself to black bear meat it was like I don't know what happened but it was like there was something in the meat that I guess my body hadn't had in a long time and I ate this black bear and I felt like digging a ditch afterwards I was like I'm gonna go outside and chop down a tree. I don't know what happened. There was just like this rush of blood to my head. It was crazy. But if you have an opportunity, help yourself to Black Bear. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the podcast.